Hello and welcome back to the Attribution Marketing Podcast, where we help businesses, brands, and entrepreneurs get more out of their marketing and advertising spend. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Facebook ads and specifically trying to answer the question, are Facebook ads dead? So if you're struggling with your Facebook or social media advertising, this is going to be a great video to break down what the challenges are that Facebook ads are facing and hopefully how you can get around those challenges so that you can get more out of your Facebook advertising spend. So first off, is it really true that Facebook ads are dead? Well, not necessarily, but if you start to consider the attributes of Facebook ads and the benefits that they bring to businesses who utilize them, then it's clear that Facebook ads are facing some challenges. Are they completely dead? Maybe not, but you certainly are not seeing the performance out of Facebook today that you might have seen this time last year or even the year before. So what's changed with Facebook that's making these ads start to underperform? Well, the most important piece is that the ads themselves are simply more expensive. With the pandemic, more and more advertisers shifted their budgets from offline or traditional channels to online channels like Facebook or Google. This rush of new advertisers with fresh budget really drove the cost per click and the overall cost per impression of Facebook ads through the roof. You simply had more advertising dollars chasing less potential customers. And supply and demand is going to dictate that the price of those ads is going to go up. Both Google and Facebook operate with an ad auction, meaning the highest bidder is going to get the impression and ideally get the click from the person that they are targeting. And people that can't afford that bid simply aren't going to have their ad shown. So for everyone in the world who had their campaign set to optimize for the most conversions or to target the highest return on ad spend, what ended up happening is you started to just get a lot less clicks, started spending a lot more money on those clicks, and as a result, your return on ad spend trended down. If you were unwilling or unable to pay for that increased cost per click, what you started to see was your impressions coming way down as well because you started to win less auctions, your ads were shown less often, and you just got less engagement. Or maybe Facebook started showing your ads at inopportune times or in worse placements. If you could only afford 50 cents a click on your particular ad, then that ad might only be eligible to be shown on particular placements that are not relevant to your business. Maybe it runs at midnight or 1 a.m. And maybe the targeting was loosened so that your ad about new cars might have been targeted towards an eight-year-old playing Farmville on Facebook. It's not surprising that an advertisement like that is not going to be effective. From Facebook's perspective, they're still getting your 50-cent click, and the game user mistakenly clicked on your ad while trying to play the game. So it seems as if you're getting engagement and your money is being spent, yet no one is buying anything on your site or converting to become a real prospect in your business. So now that we understand the forces of supply and demand and how that drives up the cost of ads, let's take a look at the advertising technology itself. More specifically, let's unpack the tracking elements of Facebook ads and how in the past their ability to track users was much greater than it is today. Before we really break down Facebook's tracking abilities today, it's important to look back at the past few years of how Facebook has had not the best relationship with consumer privacy. It started with the Cambridge Analytica scandal, 
and several other Facebook insiders testifying to Congress that Facebook was always interested in putting profits over privacy. Furthermore, you see more and more regulators in Europe and California taking a harder stance on consumer privacy and protecting those consumers from big tech who is able to track all of their behaviors online. The biggest losers in this regulatory battle are going to be Facebook and Google, but it actually hurts Facebook more because Google has an ecosystem of products and the users are typically logged into Google and spend a lot of time using various Google properties to go from site to site. And furthermore, on those sites, they're typically hosting a Google Analytics script. So at the core, whether or not it's compliant with regulation, Google has simply a better data model to track what each user is doing as they go from site to site. Facebook, on the other hand, doesn't have this luxury. They have some really strong products that they control, namely Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, where they can track all their users' behavior, and their information almost perfectly. The question is, when those users leave those apps, click on an ad and visit a third-party website or simply do something else, can Facebook's ad technology track them? The answer five years ago was yes, they could. And the answer today is, for the most part, they can't. This all started with iOS 14, when Apple is now asking users to specifically opt in to allow particular apps on the iPhone to track them across other sites. In reality, this option has always been available on the iPhone, but it was never a priority. Facebook never brought it up and Apple never specifically asked you to agree. By default, app developers like Facebook would leave this setting on by default meaning app users would voluntarily give up their data, not only where they were physically located in the world, but also what websites they were visiting, what interests they had, and anything else that the app could collect on that user that was using the mobile phone, they would in fact collect and use to inform their advertising targeting strategies. You see, in the past, if you were a Facebook app user and you walked into Walmart, it would not be surprising to then see advertisements for Walmart showing up on your phone and during your internet experience on other devices. This was because, by default, you were always sharing not only your location data, but also the data for what you're clicking on as you browse the internet using that mobile device. With iOS 14, sharing that data becomes a specific option that users must explicitly say yes to. And recent studies have shown that 96% of customers are opting out of this setting. Let's be clear, 96% of the people that used to give this data to Facebook are now not giving that data to Facebook. That means Facebook has suffered a tremendous hit to its ability to track users' behavior and therefore accurately target them on behalf of the advertisers that are paying Facebook for that access. Let's show a specific example of how this works. Five years ago, you would open up Facebook and you'd be scrolling the feed and someone would advertise for a bicycle. And you would click on that bicycle ad, it would take you to an in-app browser, meaning you would be browsing the internet almost inside of Facebook. It doesn't feel that way, but that's actually what's happening on the back end. As you browse the advertiser's website for bicycles, they would start to learn which bikes you looked at, 
which bikes you looked at the longest. And if you decided to leave that page, Facebook would then know that you were someone that visited these products, but ultimately did not check out. And the customer that was advertising, the bike shop, could then go back to Facebook and say, I'd like to run an additional ad targeted at all the users who looked at my bikes but didn't buy it. And that form of advertising was extremely effective. Well, today, that is no longer the case. 96% of people do not share the information with the Facebook app as they're browsing the internet. The consumer is really winning in terms of protecting their privacy, and that comes at the expense of Facebook and its advertisers. As a result of these changes and due to the landscape sort of shifting underneath their feet, Facebook had to make quite a few concessions. They actually updated their platform and removed thousands of detailed targeting metrics that were now considered to be anti-privacy or anti-consumer. For example, if you were to follow a particular community or politician or political ideology, in the past, you could be targeted with Facebook advertising. But now that Facebook has removed those targeting metrics and those detailed audience attributes, the net result of all these changes is basically that in the past, Facebook was able to reasonably predict your future behavior and what you would be interested in meaning they could know what you were likely to buy, what pages you were interested in looking at, and what products or what products or services were relevant to you at that point in your life. There are many stories of couples who were considering conceiving a child, and lo and behold, the advertisements that they were seeing were related to couples that had a new baby. How is it possible that the internet and their devices knew that they were going to have a child before they did? It's not surprising that Facebook ads are less effective when the cost of those ads is going up and the ability to target users accurately is going down. But all is not lost and there are some things that you can do in order to get more out of those Facebook advertising campaigns. One of the most important things that advertisers can do is to get accurate attribution data. Unfortunately, if you ask Facebook to look at its own campaigns and tell you which of those campaigns are performing, they're really going to struggle to do that. Why? Because Facebook really can't know if the person that clicks on a Facebook ad actually checked out in your Shopify store. And if that's the case, you're really not going to be able to know with specificity how those ads are performing. With a third-party attribution tool, you're going to be able to bring in that e-commerce data as well as the data from your advertising platforms like Facebook and combine them together on your own terms, in your own data model, in your own first-party ecosystem to determine which of those campaigns are actually working. It's only when you have the advertising data, the advertising spend, and the conversions directly from the store or from your website that you're able to combine that information to get accurate attribution insights. Once you have accurate data, you can start to perform some real scientific experiments in order to get more out of the campaigns. You have to be more strategic in your buys, and you have to deploy your spend in a much more intelligent way. One of the easiest ways to get more out of those Facebook campaigns actually has nothing to do with Facebook at all and has everything to do with your landing page experience. If you're selling products, you need to really focus in on those destination landing pages and make sure that they are extremely strong 
and answer all of your Facebook visitors' questions. If you find that Facebook ads are bouncing when they land on your product page, you might have your targeting incorrect on Facebook, but you also might not be accurately explaining that product on the page. Take some time to set up some A-B tests, not on Facebook, but on the landing page itself. Secondly, you need to take advantage of the targeting that Facebook does offer. You can always export your old customer list or provide Facebook with a list of customers that were actually high quality leads or prospects for you that you would hope to get more customers like that. And then Facebook can provide what they call a lookalike audience to help serve your ads to other people that have similar attributes to the customer list that you provided. Another tip to get more out of your Facebook campaigns is to not necessarily look at the Facebook data itself when you're making adjustments or looking for insights on how to improve. It's often a good idea to look at your own first party and unbiased perspective. Facebook might tell you you have great cost per clicks and are sending a ton of traffic to the website and that engagement is up. But if your website data is showing that conversions are down and the bounce rate is up, you know that what Facebook might think is a good thing is actually a complete waste of money when you look at it from the perspective of what your business is trying to accomplish from those advertising campaigns. Another great place to look is at your placements. Facebook is going to do its best to hit your daily budget, and they're not necessarily considering exactly where you want your ads to be shown. Part of launching a successful product or service is making sure that it is placed in the right areas. Your advertisements typically represent your brand and your brand needs to be positioned in the right areas and alongside the right competitors for your customers to have the right impression of that brand. You wouldn't see luxury items being sold at Walmart and you don't see extremely cheap things being sold in luxury stores. You don't see advertisements for luxury items in more economical advertising mediums like, say, bus benches. It just simply isn't the right advertising strategy and can hurt your brand in the long run if your ads are found in places where they shouldn't be. Lastly, there's a growing trend in rapidly iterating your creative. And what we mean by that is, don't just pick one or two images for your Facebook ad. Instead, pick 15. Don't write two ads, write 12. The goal is to feed Facebook a variety of images, headlines, calls to action, offers, and copy so that its algorithm can make a combination of those assets and figure out which is the best at driving your business's goals. By rapidly iterating your creative and by giving Facebook a large variety of assets to run with, you're giving yourself a much greater chance at finding that winning combination. If you find yourself struggling with your Facebook ad performance and would like to learn more about how LeadsRx can help, please click the link for a complimentary demonstration of the LeadsRx attribution solution. You heard it here first, folks. This is the Attribution Marketing Podcast, signing off.